0: You may be seated just for a few minutes. We're going to take communion. Um, I know this is a little different than uh, usual, um, but uh, I'm going to ask them, as they start passing out the cups with uh, grape juice and uh, bread, I want, to, I want to kind of prepare you to take communion, okay? In 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen 17 through 33, and I'm a little tinny up here. I'm not sure if I'm um, check testing. Hello. All right, maybe that's better. And, and again, First Corinthians eleven, seventeen through thirty-three. It's gonna be a bit lengthy in scripture, but I want to prepare us. And while I'm while I'm reading this scripture, I would like you to prepare yourselves. Amen. That is we need to repent. We need to begin now, repenting before we take partake uh, of the bread and of the juice, in uh, symbolic of taking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, "Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when ye came together in the church, I hear that there is division among you." And I pray, I partly believe it. Now, I don't know that we have any division in the church, but if we do have division, this is a time to get division under the blood. Amen. Amen. For there must be also heresies among you, and I pray that if there is heresies, that we get that on the, taken care of, uh, uh, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, there, this is not to eat, the Lord's Supper, for in eating every one taketh before other before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. What? Have ye, not, have ye not houses to eat and drink in, or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. We know that communion is done in remembrance of the Lord. So I'm asking you to make sure that you have repented before we move into the next step of this service You need to ask God to forgive you for everything that you've ever done Anything you thought if there's malice is there division in the church? You need to ask God to forgive you after the same manner He also took the cup when he had supped, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood This do ye as oft as ye drink it In remembrance of me, this is why we take communion, in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. He will return. I want to make it when he comes back, amen? And so it's even for myself, I must repent of my sins. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, this is why you must repent, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many asleep, or many sleep. I think my wife is teaching on Revelations about the last church being the Laodicean church. I do believe we're in that era. I'm not here to preach, but what I'm going to tell you is if we've not been discipling somebody, if we've not been inviting somebody, we are the Laodicean church. We ought to be witnessing every day. I don't care about COVID. Everybody's freaked out about COVID, but you need to not worry about COVID. The worst thing is, is ending up in hell. That's the worst thing. Right? For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened, chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye... Come together to eat, tarry, one for another. I'm going to ask you to stand. This is where we're, I didn't get. A, thank you. We're going to do this in unison. I want to pray right now. We, want, we need to all prepare ourselves for this taking communion. Amen. We need to ask the Lord to search us search my soul search my heart search my mind if i've if i've got a, an ought against a brother lord please let me make it right god let i ask you to forgive me if i have wronged make that right and get it right so if i've wronged anybody in this congregation or anybody online let me now ask you to forgive me amen because i want to make it in the kingdom of god i want to be able to partake of uh, uh of this uh sacrament and and this sacred time of honoring the lord and uh, and letting him know lord i want to be pure before you so father i come before you right now and i ask you to forgive me of all my sins lord if there be people under the sound of my voice that i have wronged or hurt i ask them to forgive me lord god lord i ask for your spirit to move in this place today god for we need you more than you need us We need the Holy Ghost. We need to see that the day and the hour is very close to you returning, God. And I want to be ready, oh God, when you split the clouds of glory that I can be judged rightly by you, not wrongly and not have sin in my life. I want to be right before you, God, and make it into the kingdom of God. So God, I pray for the congregation, Lord God, that if any of us, I pray blessings on them that they would, God, ask you to begin to search their minds, search their hearts, Search their souls, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Come on online. You need to ask God to forgive you. If there be any sin in your life, ask God to forgive you. We need to be right before God, before we partake of the body, even though we know it's not literal. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we honor you today. We magnify you. I thank you, Lord. I'd like you to peel off the top of your bread lid. In Matthew 26 26 through 29, we're going to bless the bread. The scripture says, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Father, we ask you to bless this bread. That as we partake of it we do it in remembrance of you and honor of you god that we have prepared ourselves lord god we've judged ourselves we've asked you to forgive us of all our sins lord god we pray as we begin to partake of you your your communion oh god that our lives be transformed to remember you are coming you are real you are alive and that today is pentecost sunday god and that we need the holy ghost working in us through us and out of us in jesus name take it take the bread and eat in jesus name oh hallelujah god we honor you right now we honor you right now Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We do all this in unison. The Bible says in verse 27, And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. Father, we ask you to bless this juice. God, that what we drink, we drink it, Drink this juice in remembrance of you and honoring you for this day. God, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary for our sins. We thank you for sending your spirit back to us that we might survive, that we might have power, oh God, that you have endued us with the power of your spirit, oh God, to do your will and your work, oh God, and we ask you to bless this in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Peel your top off and now drink. in the name of jesus the bible says for this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for many of many for the remission of sins but i say "Drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the till that day when i drink it new with you in my father's kingdom god bless you let's pray right now as our as our worship singers come back and uh brother thompson will come by with a trash can and you can throw your cups in there father we honor you and praise you right now we thank you for allowing us oh god to be in your presence oh god we thank you for letting us partake of you lord god in jesus name we thank you for your blessings oh god in jesus name in jesus name you don't shut the ya.
1: You're the cup that won't but dry. Your praise. Moment that I see you face to face, and nothing in this world will satisfy, Cause Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry, Cause Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Us, you're the cup that won't run dry.
0: hallelujah hallelujah your presence lord your presence lord sunday school is dismissed we dismiss sunday school children for sunday school and young youth for sunday school before i have you be seated i just want to let you know that uh, we have another month of starting our services at 11 to see how we're going and how we're doing and Uh, and everything. And um, I guess I'd like to just um, let you know what the doctors have said about those that have had COVID that they have a cough and it could last for 30 days. And uh, but they're not contagious. Um, So I'm going to just ask, I'm not going to ask them to stay away. I I would ask if you have any new symptoms that you um, be mindful of everyone when you come to the house of the Lord. Amen. I also want to let you know that if you watch the announcements, we're going to kind of move away from doing a lot of announcements from the platform. There's a lot of announcements that go across um, our pre-service slideshow. Thank you. And then you have our website. You can go to ggwcupc.org, and you can find everything out on the calendar that's going on. I know that the reason we were doing the announcements because a lot of people are not checking the website. But at this point, um, I I don't, we're going to go on with the service and you're going to need to to check things out. We might, uh, Sister Johnson does do blitz texts that remind everyone. So if you're not on a text from her, you need to get on that because it will send you an announcement. Alright, stand with me. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Um, I, I I'm not. want to make sure that you understand that um, we had 11 people that did get COVID, and all of them are doing well by the grace of God. That's only the grace of God. I thank God for those that were able to make it today, that had it, um, and that are here. And so... Um, it was, it was, um, um, it was a time, uh, by God, that's right. My wife, um, on Tuesday night, I was asleep somewhere around 1231 o'clock and I heard her, she, I, she pulled me out of a sleep by speaking in tongues, and it woke me. And when I realized it was just her speaking in tongues, I rolled back over and went back to sleep. At 1:15, she got up to go to the bathroom, and could not breathe. And um, she woke me up. She said, "Honey, I want you to know, you've been a tremendous husband. I love you, but I am not going to make it." And I began to rebuke that. I began to pray for her, and I called 911 at the same time, praying. I'm praying while they 911 is she breathing? She's. I said she's gasping for air, and. Uh, She said, call the church. I said, honey, my prayer's got to count. It's 1.30 in the morning. I can't call the church. I've never called for anybody else, so we're going to have to trust God with my prayers. And God moved and intervened. I'm not telling you she started breathing right away, right? But God, the ambulance got there. They put her on the ambulance we had already COVID tested because we had already heard there were COVID cases breaking out in the church here and at Brother Eby's, Pastor Eby's, and so uh, they asked, why did we? And I said, I'm a pastor, and we had a, we've had some people that tested positive, so we tested to make sure we weren't, that we didn't have it, so that we weren't passing this around. So he we went in and checked my wife, he came back out and he said, Pastor, he said, uh, all I see is... She's having a little bit of a difficulty breathing. Her heart rate is a little high. And the only reason I'm taking her because her oxygen level is good. I'm taking her because her heart rate's high. I said, okay. He said, but I think she's okay. So I'm going, okay, thank you, Jesus. We get to the hospital. They put her on oxygen immediately because she was still struggling a little bit to breathe. And even though her oxygen level was good, um, I'm out in the emergency room waiting and Uh, They did all the blood work. They did all this stuff. And then they called me back. And the nurse said, and if you know my wife, very animated sometimes. You wouldn't realize that. But um, the nurse said, we may have to incubate her. And I'm like, well, why? Because her her throat is continuing to close. And I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, well. I was like, we got to talk to her and you know, I- I'll help you because I already know what's going through her head and she's like no No, 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 so we started to pray and then I-, I went back out they took her in for some CT scans and MRIs and x-rays and they came back and they said the only thing we see we've done blood work We don't see nothing in her blood. We don't see anything. We don't see anything other than her throat is swollen Has she eaten anything and I said we had fried chicken That's the only thing, and we did notice it didn't taste the same as normal. And so, um, he gave her a steroid and the throat, just immediately, she started, her throat started opening up and they didn't have to stick a ventilator on her or anything like that. And at 5.30 in the morning, they said, you can go home. And we went home. Still, she tested negative at that hospital Thursday we felt like we probably ought to go get another lab test just to make sure. We went and got another lab test. I come up negative, she come up positive. So we stayed quarantined the whole time and left there Thursday and came home. When I tell you that we serve a prayer answering God, we serve a prayer answering God. I mean, we had 11 people here. Brother, uh, Brother Britt got it and was fighting as well. They were praying. We were praying. Of course, you know I was asking the church to pray every, one, every time I got an update. And God has been good to this church. Amen. I'll let my wife tell you the dream that God gave her before her, her uh, problem with breathing happened. And um, I'll leave that up to her. But let's turn to Acts two one four. I welcome everyone here. Uh, Goodwin, uh, Linda Goodwin. We're oh I see you. Praise the Lord! It's so good to have you, Sister Goodwin. I called her while we were at Myrtle Beach and I, uh, dealing with my wife and things going on. I called her, and um, she says she remembered when Bishop was teaching Bible at Grace Gospel in the afternoon. And she would come here, and um, and uh, do Bible fight to a church that believes what I'm about to preach today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Which you know, this pastor preaches is my battery. They're dead. No, they're not. Okay, give me another mic. We seem to have major issues with our wireless system. Um, But this church preaches this message almost every Sunday. We We don't run from this. We do not fear from this message. This message is the message to get into the kingdom of God. And so we will continue to preach this message as long as we are an apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled church. Amen. And we are governed uh, under the authority of this pastor. Now I'm fading in and out up here. Okay. And so, um, well, let's get to the message. Thank you for being in the church. Thank you for coming today, even after uh, 13 days, 14 days I'm grateful to you that are here. Amen. Acts 2, 1 through 4, the Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to know that when the Holy Ghost comes and fills you with the Holy Ghost, you have a outflow, uh, which is an evidence of the power of the Holy Ghost operating and functioning in you. And that's the way they knew it had happened, is because there was a, a language change. There was... Uh, uh, A verbal uh, uh, expression that came when the Holy Ghost uh, happened and came and fell upon them. Turn with me to Acts 2. Well, stay with me in Acts, but go to 14 through 17. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, this is, they're in the upper room, uh, standing up in the eleven, with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was prof- spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall Shall dream dreams. Acts twenty-one says, two twenty-one says, and it shall come to pass that what whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts two thirty-eight through forty-two. Then Peter standing up before them and said, said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is a promise. We need to understand that this promise is still being poured out today as it was back 33 A.D. Amen. I am so grateful for the power of the Holy Ghost because if it was not for the Holy Ghost, I I would be in much trouble. Amen. For this promise is unto you. Now, he, he wants to clarify as Peter is saying. He said, now I want you to know this promise is unto you that are standing here. I also want you to know that this promise is unto your children. Also, I want you to know, once it passes your children, it's to all those that are afar off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Yeah. With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, it's time to save yourself. Yeah. If we've ever been in a time and an era that we need to save ourselves, it's now. Yeah. This world has become very evil. Anytime a young man can go into a school and shoot, Uh, 18-year-old go into a school and kill 19, 21 people, 19 children, two adults, 19, 20, 21, two adults. This is the world that we live in. We live in a sick world, and the world needs Jesus. They need the Holy Ghost, amen? And we need to be praying that the Holy Ghost would operate in us and through us, that we be the salt in the light, that we would be the ones that may be the witness to that sick person who is so overwhelmed with anger and hatred that they would see Jesus and be delivered. Amen. The Bible said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. We are certainly there. And then they that gladly received. Now, see, this is the problem. We need people to gladly receive the word of God and because once they received it, they were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. This is the problem. People are not staying steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. They're falling off. They're, they're leaving the doctrine of the Word of God. They're, they're choosing what they want to preach. They are choosing what they want to follow. What makes them feel good? Acts two forty six through 47. And they continuing daily with what? I want everybody to say with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house mm-hmm. did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Uh-huh. Everybody saying, praising God, praising God, having favor with all people. With all and people. the Lord added to the church daily, <laughs> such as should be saved. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I, I, I. Thank you. How do I hold, hold it like that too? All right. Praise God. I, I, I want to try if I can, you know, this is Pentecost Sunday, but it's a time to be saved. It is a time to be saved. First, I am so grateful. I don't know how many of you really put a lot of thought in life. I, I, I certainly put a lot of thought in life because I should be dead. Um, I, I shouldn't even be standing before you. We're even uh, allowed to minister the Word of God. But I am grateful to be alive today in the year of 2022. I am grateful to be living for God today because I believe it's the best time to be living for God. I believe the greatest time it's the greatest time to be living for the Lord. and I believe that God has great things in store for the church. I believe God has great things in store for our family, I believe there is a time that it's going to, and I believe it's rewarding. Right now, I don't know that any of you have a a visual sign on your face of how rewarding it is to live for the Lord. Uh, I have to tell you, it's rewarding to live for the Lord. No matter what God, whatever decision the Lord would have made for my wife on uh, two weeks, a week and a half ago, it would have been, I would have been grieving, but I would have been, it would have been okay. Because I know what God gave me. I know where God brought me from. You have to understand you've got to get to a place that you can walk with God and, 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 and stand in His favor. I believe we're in a rewarding time right now. I believe that the church in his, this church is going to be rewarded and every church that preaches the apostolic message is going to be rewarded. I believe with all my heart that we are living in the rapture generation. I don't know how many really believe we're living in a rapture generation, but we are living in a rapture generation. Jesus is about to come back for the church and the church must get ready. I believe that we are in seeing seeing churches. I believe there is a spirit that's rising up or that has rose up since COVID came in and that is causing people to have issues with their worship with their faithfulness to the house of God never before has church ever been such such a less of attendance but in these last days the Bible says in as you see the things happening, the signs that are coming, you need to assemble yourselves more together. You need to focus on your walk with God because at any moment He could split the clouds of glory. Amen. We need the Holy Ghost. It all started on the day of Pentecost in 33 AD. God's New Testament church was formed and established with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We had a young man coming, and I don't believe he believed the Word of God. He he wanted to be a theologian, but if you ask me, he became like the Pharisees. He wanted to have his own thought process, his own belief. He wanted to talk about being in theological school. But let me tell you something. Theological school doesn't get you the interpretation and revelation of the Word of God until the Holy Ghost comes in and manifests itself and flows out in an unknown language. Everybody can go to Bible school. Everybody can read the Bible and and try to prophesy and preach the Word of God. But without the power and without the Holy Ghost, uh, they don't have the revelation Children of God that sit on a pew that do not have a revelation or have an infilling of the Holy Ghost with an outward flow, does not, will not have revelation of the Word of God. We're not just another religion or another church on the corner, but our local church was founded upon the doctrine of the original teachings of Jesus and the Apostles. It started in Jerusalem almost uh, 2,000 years or more ago, and it's it was going strong then, and it's still going strong now. I was talking to somebody the other day, and and, and, they, and they were telling me oh, everything that's going on and how they feel, and, and uh, I, I was uh, hoping to get encouragement, and I became the encourager. Sometimes... Sometimes you just got to understand that even though your predicament doesn't look as well as what it is, you've got to be an encourager to somebody else because they were down and out. But we just begin to speak uh, faith. We begin to speak life. And I came out going, man. I I was already empty. I'm even more empty now. But it was because of the grace of God. I knew it was not my turn to empty on them. It was my turn to begin to encourage and to uplift and tell them, keep fighting. Don't stop. Don't turn back. Keep preaching the Word of God. Keep teaching the Word of God. Keep getting up and coming to church every Sunday. Here's what Jesus is going to find when he returns. He's going to find some born again, blood washed, Holy Ghost filled saints of God, still serving him like they did over 2,000 years ago. I plan on being in that number when the roll is called up yonder and hope to see each and every one of you on the other side. I I I want to see Jesus. I'm ready to see Jesus, but I want to see you make it to see him as well. It's our privilege to continue what God started a long time ago. I don't know that we understand the privilege. I don't know that we understand it's an honor to serve Him. It's an honor to have His Spirit live within us. It's an honor to be walking with His power in us. You know, when he told you and I that once the Spirit came in and flowed out, once you were filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in an unknown language, he told you and I in his word that many miracles would we do, greater miracles. That's why when my wife said, call the church, I said, baby, we're going to have to rely on what God gave me. I'm going to have to pray for you right now. There are people sleeping. It's you and me, baby. We're You, me, and Jesus. We're going to trust the Lord. You just hold on. We're going to seek the face of God. We're going to do what we know to do is pray and call 911. But we're going to trust in Him. So it's a privilege. It's an honor to serve Him. You know why I repent so much? I repent so much because I don't want to lose him. I want him to know what my wife said. If she said that these have been the best years of my life, you've been a great husband. I want him to know, Lord, you've been the great God that I could ever imagine you to be to me. You've been better to me than I I ever deserve. You've been too good to me. I, I want him to know, God, I honor you and praise you. You're worthy of every praise. Even when I have nothing, even when I'm sick, even when I'm down, you deserve my praise and my worship. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. There's something, that, it, there's something to be said about being in, one, one, uh, in a place and being in one mind and one accord. And, and what happened when they were suddenly, there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. You know what wind, when, when I started looking up the word wind, it is breathed. That meant the Holy Ghost was breathed and received by breathing. (laughs) And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire as it sat upon them, each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Nobody, I I had some people tell me, well, that was for their day. But if you move all the way over into Acts 19 and before Acts 19, which Acts 19 is 24 years later, the Holy Ghost was still being poured out. And now we're here over 2,000 years ago, and the Holy Ghost is still being poured out. So I want to ask you, tell me, theologian, why is the Holy Ghost still being poured out if it was only for the day of Pentecost? Because every day is Pentecost if you want to know the truth. Every day should be Pentecost for everyone that believes in the Word of God. Amen. We ought to be rejoicing in the Holy Ghost and rejoicing that Pentecost was a feast. Now Israel and the Jewish people only honor it because it's a part of a feast. Every year they honor it. I don't want to mess up people's theological beliefs. And there are many out here to believe this. But Pentecost was not a 24-hour period. There's a lot of pastors out here that teach that Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost was just in for that history. Verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and when the word day is her, her, hermera, a period of time, a period of opportunity for service, a period of undefined length marked by certain characteristics, a time of trail Uh, or trial and testing, a time of salvation, an appointed time. We are living today in the time period of Pentecost. I believe God is letting His Spirit be poured out even more now. The problem is the church is not being the church. The church needs to be the apostolic church. The church needs to be the church that's telling everyone about the goodness of God. Hey, the Holy Ghost is still real. The Holy Ghost is still being poured out. I know there's a Lord. I know there's a Savior. And let me tell you about His Spirit that lives within me. If it had not been for His Spirit, where would I be today? The Holy Ghost is just as real today in 2022 as it was the first time Simon Peter spoke in tongues on the first day and gave the salvation message in Acts 238. This is Pentecost. This is the period of time that God has appointed. This is for the world to find salvation this is the opportunity for you and i to do service for him this is the this is to have testing and trials amen that we can overcome through the holy ghost and 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 understand that he's coming back soon we don't know the day nor the hour i know y'all I, i'm not telling you i'm not trying to be a prophet but i'm 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 read up enough in the bible to know that the last days are here. I don't, I don't profess to know the day nor the hour. What I profess is, is I need to warn. I need, I need to be the trumpet sounding. The, uh, the warning that Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. The church, and, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: those of us that are the church, not this building, because obviously, the church would be filled if it was if it was about the building. Now I know some are not here because they had a cough and they didn't want people looking at them all weird because they had COVID and they had a cough and they didn't want people shooting them a quick look. But that's life. We're all gonna have to learn the deal. We we go in the, we go. I don't know how many of you go to the store. But I had—I've been walking with my grocery cart. and People are like, <coughs> <coughs> ain't nobody pulling out a, ga- a can of Lysol and going, Pssst. or going, what is wrong with you? What are you out here for? We just keep on strolling, right now. Church—it breaks out in church. Whatever. In these last days, we better truly become apostolic Pentecostal, sold out for the Word of God. We don't have time to worry about COVID. I'm going to respect COVID but I don't have time to worry about COVID. What I realize is, is Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. I didn't get up in this pulpit and be be elected to be your pastor, to not preach the doctrine and the Word of God, to see souls saved and to let a church sit on a pew and die and go to hell. If that's the kind of preacher you want, you need to find somebody else. We don't need, don't know the day nor the hour, but the characteristics of everything that's going on, God is preparing. Romans 13, 11 through 14, and that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than... When we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day not in riding and drunkenness not in chambering and wa- wantonness not in strife and envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I- I've come to tell somebody there's been a lot of wavering going on in in the district and in the church and in our lives and the God's got to get and I need God to get us to the place where the church is sold out that everybody we walk by we got to turn over the rock if it's under a rock we got to take the rock and turn it over you need to get into the house of God And I walk through the line I don't go to self-checkout I go where somebody and I ask them how are you doing today how? okay good you're doing okay I'd like to give you an invitation out to church. We're a Holy Ghost power-packed church where people fill with the Holy Ghost. They sometimes run around the church. I want you to be ready when you get here because there is excitement at Grace Gospel Worship Center. And you need what I got. I can't give it to you, but I want you to experience Pentecost. I want you to experience the power and the glory of God. I want you to experience everything God has for you. In the Bible, I want you to walk in faith. I want you to be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the only way to be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death is to have the power and the glory of God inside you with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I know a lot of people say, well, I got, you know, Holy Ghost is here. Well, okay. How you know the Holy Ghost here? Well, because I, I, I've accepted him. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible tells me. This is not the time to be laying up treasures in, in the flesh here. This is not the time period of focusing on getting saved, staying saved. I'm sorry. This is the time that we need to be focusing on getting saved, staying saved, and winning the lost. I, I was talking to someone the other day. I, 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 I'm concerned about the church. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to verbalize it because... I'm very, very concerned when when the church is no longer inviting people, when the church is no longer bringing babes to the house of God, when people uh, have not uh, invited. We all, you know, we say it's all this, it's that, it's, you know, all these things are keeping people from coming to the house of God. The church has become inward focused, not outward focused. But the day of Pentecost was just a 20, you know, sometimes they try to say, uh, that Pentecost was just a 24-hour period, but it wasn't a 24-hour period. And they went from house to house. They started, you know, you have to ask yourself, how did 3,000 people get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost? I don't believe that the church that Jesus died and is coming back for is going to be some weak need sissy bunch of fearful, spiritually anemic Saints of God in the last days, I believe he's coming back for a strong powerhouse a muscle-bound vibrant spiritual church on fire When he when he tells Gabriel to sound the trumpet that the people rise up The people are still and he finds the people still worshiping God and praising him I've never but the, God, the Bible told us that in the last days we would see people falling away. We would see hearts becoming wax cold. That we would begin to see people, the, bat, the elect. I don't believe he's coming back to see half asleep, people half asleep in the pews and overwhelmed with their own needs but on fire for God just as much as they were in 33 A.D. God wants to do miracles in these last days. I'm going to tell you something. I believe he wants to do miracles in these last days. lady and of, of us being quarantined, I did not get to go pray for her. Her name is Bonnie. She has cancer. She's not doing well. And And a friend of mine that's there wanted me to go pray for her, but I would not go even though I was testing negative. I was in a house with a positive. And so I would not go pray for her. But I'm here to tell you, we need to pray for people. I believe that God could heal her from here without me even being there by speaking in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I rebuke that cancer in Miss Bonnie right now. Close it up, dry it up, let it be gone and cast into the pits of hell in Jesus' name. I believe the power is in us. I believe each and every one of us have life in, in our tongue to speak healing. I believe each and every one of us have that ability. And he wants to do miracles in these last days. He wants to use us in spiritual gifts and to be involved in signs and wonders. You see, the Holy Ghost that you got is just the same as it was in 33 A.D., it's no different. It's just as powerful. I wondered how did three thousand people get, excuse me, baptized and receive the Holy Ghost in a twenty-four hour period? The upper room is no bigger than this or our or, or, or this sanctuary or even our basement. So you know that three thousand people didn't just come through here. The upper room uh, may be just a little bigger than our than this this area. But you couldn't get 3,000 people, nor could you get 3,000 people to hear Peter preach the word of God. Even outside of the upper room, the streets and the courtyard are narrow, and you, can't, you could not get 3,000 people to hear at one time. How did 3,000 people get added to the church in that first day? Well, let me tell you what I think. I believe that they were telling others also what Jesus said. I believe that those that were filled with the Holy Ghost begin to go out. And they begin to testify. They begin to witness of what they had experienced in the upper room and what they had experienced in the town hall and in the city. People begin to go abroad and say, hey, I want you to know this thing that, that Jesus said that Peter was preaching on the, uh, 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 just a little while ago. Uh, repenting and being baptized in Jesus name is real and being filled with the Holy Ghost is real. I want to. Uh, would you like to have it? Good. Boom. Uh, let's pray for him. Let's pray him through. There were people that were excited about the glory and the power of the Holy Ghost that happened. The church has to get back to its basic roots of knowing its authority and its power in the Holy Ghost and begin to do what it needs to do in these last days. In these last days, I believe that they had been witnessing... And the Holy Ghost fell. I, I believe they were expecting something, too. I, I, I come here. I, I really do. And, and this is not just fluff. I, I told my brother-in-law I called him or I called my sister. And he happened to be with her. And, you know, um, so we were dri- I was driving, talking to her. I just left here. I wanted to know I'm praying for you. But I said... You know, a lot of us say, I'm praying for you. I said, no, I'm really praying for you. This is not fluff. This is not lies. This is not a Christian just go-to word. I want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm not only praying for your health, but I'm praying for salvation. Amen. I'm praying for restoration. I'm praying for God to move and intervene, right? I I don't want nobody to go to hell. I want everybody to go to heaven. And then when you tell somebody you're praying for them, you had better be on point and praying. You had already had better said some prayers before you get to calling somebody and checking on them. Amen. There's some things that we need to be doing as believers in Christ Jesus I believe that and we need to be expecting healing. I expect to see Brother Johnson healed and raised up out of that wheelchair. I expect to see Daryl healed, Uh, maybe not running but walking in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm ready. I believe it. I'm I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in God to heal Mother uh, McNeil in Jesus' name. So I believe they witnessed. I believe they prayed. Acts 2, 2, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, which I already talked about. After they received the Holy Ghost in the upper room, they ran out and began telling others, hey, you know what I was telling you about? It happened this morning. It actually happened in the upper room. God filled us with his spirit, and and, and that which was prophesied by the jo- Joel, it it. That it would happen, it happened. We spoke in tongues. It was fantastic. You need to be baptized and need the Holy Ghost too. Come on, we're going down to the river. God's doing great things, and we, and, and I want to share what he's doing. We should all want to share it. I, I know that, listen, I, I was, if I'm not careful, you know, my transparency can be maybe a yoke around people's necks, but, you know, you need to know that uh, I'm not always on the mountain. Right. I'm not always on the mountain. And, uh, you know, you can get into places, mentally, which become dark, and it becomes spiritual because you're not praying you need when you need to pray. Right? And so... You can look at things and feel like defeated. Feel like what's the use? Feel like what am I doing? Why am I here? What am I? Why do I even do this? You know, I could I can do do bad all by myself. Truly, I can do bad all by myself. And sometimes you just have to. I I, I know it's a very old saying, but you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and. You know, you got you got to you got to dig down. Sometimes you got to go back. You know, I thank God for giving me the the mindset, the mentality. Though it may seem trivial to you or minute to you or or childish to you when he told me to start writing on rocks of things that he did for me to build him a memorial. That was so that I could go back when I got into the dark places in my life and begin to feel depressed or felt alone or wondered why am I doing what I'm doing and why do I come in here every day and every hour and pray? Why are we doing what we do? He took me back to my rocks that I begin to ride on and say these are the things that you did for me and it gives me fire and excitement to go back. That's why I come to the house of God. That's why I preach the word of God. That's why I deal with what I deal with. This is why I fight what I fight in the demonic world, is because He brought me out. And sometimes you just have to go back. But we have not built memorials to remind us of where God brought us from. And so we forget. That's why I tell you, I can do bad all by myself. I can go back to what he delivered me from easily without the Holy Ghost. Lose everything. Lose my children, my children, my grandson, uh, my, my grandchildren. I can lose all that. I can do bad all by myself. Right? But with Jesus, he keeps me from doing bad. And that's what I'm trying to tell the church. The day of Pentecost is what keeps us from doing bad when the Holy Ghost is operating in us. When we're being excited about sorry. When we're being excited about sharing the word of God, talking about, let me tell you where God brought me from. Let me tell you about the blessings God has bestowed upon me. Let me tell you about my life. My wife still alive today after two times of getting COVID and almost dying. And both times. But God. He's not done with us yet. And that's basically what God was telling her. We're not done with you. None of the 11 that got it, we're not done with them. They got to be all right. They're going to be all right. God's going to do a work through them. There's going to be fire that starts coming and settling on this building. And people are going to see the glory and the operation of the Holy Ghost. But you've got to expect it. People from all over Jerusalem started repenting and started getting baptized, receiving the Holy Ghost because the saints had been busy telling them to expect it. Hey, thank you for the water. I don't even know how long I've been going, y'all. I'm not even halfway through this message. Woo! Praise God. I was going to ask you a question. I'm still going to ask it, but uh, how many of you really believe God is going to pour out his spirit in these last days, in these last days? He said he was in these last days. It's going to happen, right? And I believe it's going to happen right here. I believe we're going to see revival. I'm going to prophesy that I believe we will see our backsliders. I believe we will see those that have walked away from God. I believe we'll see those that are uh, in different lifestyles coming back to the house of God. Uh, I'm going to tell the church, the church cannot be worried about what they came from. You cannot be concerned with what they were. You've got to be concerned that they're here. Amen. And when they walk in, don't tell them they have to go to the altar because when it's a God time, when it's a God thing, they will immediately get up and run to the altar and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Here's what God's people need to do. They need to walk up to them and say, man, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you made it, made it today. It's so good to see you. Praise God. Hallelujah. High five somebody and say it's so good to see you. Hallelujah. I am grateful to God for what he's doing. But I'm going to tell you, many of us has already written them off. But I'm telling you right now, you better start praying for them again because they're coming back. They're coming back. I expect it. If we tarry in prayer and worship and if we uh, be be in the same one mind, one accord, we're going to see it. We're going to believe it. I believe it's going to happen. It won't happen just because the pastor preaches salvation. It's not going to happen just because I preach it. It's going to happen because we all are speaking the same we're in one mind one accord we're walking we all have to believe this we have to believe this we have to be sold out in the word of god and if you're not the bible tells me that that the elect will be deceived that means that even though you may have once had a walk with god and you knew the scripture and you are lukewarm there is going to be some false prophet that will come by and speak a word and you'll all of a sudden uh, you know, there was a there was a um, an old cartoon, and I don't remember the name of it. But anyway, when they would smell the aroma of something cooking, they would uh, their nose would catch a, and it was an animal. Um, what? Tom and Jerry. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. And anyway, they get a they get a a, sw- a sniff of the aroma of the food. And all of a sudden, it, didn't, it just left them and they followed that smell. Huh? I believe that if we will get to the place that we need to be, that people will be like, oh my goodness, what is different about them? Oh, I've got to gravitate to them. I've got to know. There's something different about you. You've got to tell me what it is. I need to know because I can smell it. I can feel it. I can see it. There's something illuminating about you that's exciting and I need it. I've been looking for it in my alcohol. I've been looking for it in my drugs. I've been looking for it in my pornography, but I see something different in you. But we sit here and we go, God, my where are my children today? Where's my husband today? We got saints that's got husbands not saved and they're not here. They've given up. They've given in. They've accepted defeat. Let me tell you something. Whether he makes it into the kingdom of God, you had better make your calling and election sure. You can sit home with them all you want. But there's a day coming of judgment day. And when you go before him and say, well, God, I wanted to be with him or I wanted to be with her because I didn't just want to leave her at home or him at home. He's going to say, well, depart from me because I don't even know you. And that's real. There's people staying home because they don't feel like getting their children up and bringing them in the house of God. I don't care how tired you are. You need to get yourself up out of bed and raise those children in church because at some point they are going to leave the house of God and they need to know that there was a God and that they could call upon the name of Jesus and that God is merciful and that God is able to forgive. But don't raise them in church and they won't know nothing about that. Apostolic, let's be apostolic. I expect, I expect it wasn't Peter's message. It wasn't the upper room location. It, it was because the saints had begun to tell others in the town, expect something to happen. The God was move, That God was moving and, and, and they obeyed the word of God themselves. Here's the thing. People have to obey the word of God. And I'll tell you something else. People that come on Sunday morning, and don't worship. The whole purpose of worshiping is to set the atmosphere to tell the Lord, Lord, I love you. Now, you may be all right not, not experiencing the infilling of the Holy Ghost again. I'm not. I get worried when I'm not experiencing the Holy Ghost. When I can't speak in tongues, I begin to get fearful because I know two things have happened. He never left me, but I have somehow distanced myself from the presence of God. Somewhere along the way, life has gotten in the way. And when I come to the house of God, it shows when, I, when worship is going on. And one of the hardest things for us to do, and as you see, we're not even having anybody sit on a platform because it's hard. I look over the heads now. I just look back. Sometimes I connect eyes eye to eye with you. But the bottom line is, here's the thing. When we come together, we come, why? Because I may need the Holy Ghost today. I may need a renewing, a restoration And if if we come in one mind and one accord, then that means we're all saying, God, somebody needs you. Somebody needs prayer. Somebody needs a touch today. Can you please come into this house? I don't know about you. Sometimes I say, God, please show up. God, please enter into this house. God, I want your spirit in this place. Lord, I need the Holy Ghost today. I need to see a move of your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm begging him sometimes because I know we need him I don't come here to put no show on. I come to experience Pentecost. I come to experience the glory of God. I don't come here to judge you. I come to experience the glory. Monday nights is prayer. It's not mandatory, but maybe I should have made it mandatory. I thought more leaders would be here. Lord, have mercy. Dear God. God. If we were as faithful on our job as we are to prayer, Lord, help us. Here's what I believe. I believe it's time to start planting the seeds in our friend, planting seeds in our friends and our family. And I'm talking about seeds of word, seeds of encouragement, seeds of the word, the gospel. I'm talking about praying for them. I'm talking about coming to the house of God, expecting to see them in the house of God I don't care if they don't show up for a month from now or two months from now. I don't care if they don't show up for three months from now, but coming, God, I believe I'm seeing so-and-so sitting right there. God, I believe sister so-and-so is coming back to the house of God. All her excuses have got to go away in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because I believe she's coming. I believe her children are coming. I believe, I believe the husband's coming. I believe this one's coming back. And, and those that, that, that back, backslid, I believe they're coming. I believe, I believe they're all coming back to truth in Jesus' name. I know they fell away and, and got lukewarm and got messed up and got off into some false doctrine, but God, I still believe they're coming back. And I'm expecting it. And God, I'm calling their name out before you, so I expect you to be working on them. You said to pray for them, so I'm praying for them, so I expect to see something happen. It's time to get on fire for God. It's, it, this is the time of Pentecost. Today's the time for Pentecost. You need to know it's just as real in 2023, uh, 2022 as it is in, as 33, in 33 A.D., Amen. You, you, you want to know why the devil wants to distract us and get us self-centered? Because it takes us off of soul-centeredness. <laughs> if I was to ask you to raise your hand, how many times have you been distracted and everything has reversed from soul-centered to self-centered? I have to ask myself, you may, not, you may not judge yourself. Don't, 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 because God will. That's okay. But I judge myself because I know there's a day coming that I'm going to get judged. And there are times that I get self-centered and not soul-centered. He doesn't want us to be in, the devil doesn't want us to be in one mind and one accord. He wants us to be disagreeing with one another. He wants us to be distracted. He wants us to be overwhelmed with everything going on in life that has nothing to do with salvation, has nothing to do with his coming back. It has nothing to do with our families being lost and dying and going to hell. But the devil wants you to be distracted and self-centered and not soul-centered because he knows that if he can keep us self-centered, it's keeping our peripheral vision off of the souls that are going, Hey, I had to tell someone yesterday. You had to forgive me. I, I'm jumping. You may talk to me today, and I may be on one subject, and next thing you know, I'll be over here because I have so many things going on in my head. I have so many things going on about salvation, about souls, about the church, and and what's happening to this community, and and death, and everything that's going on with children, and and the, and. and This month being Gay Pride Month. And yet we can't talk about Jesus in our schools. But we can talk about the month all we want. We can't talk about Jesus. Everybody wants to shut Jesus down, even the church wants to shut Jesus down. Self, self centered. Joel prophesied in Joel 22, 23, 28, and 32. Rejoice in the Lord, O Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Here's what we must understand. It was prophesied in Joel, and it was fulfilled in the book of Acts. We need to know that it's still being fulfilled today. It does not change. It never changed. It never stopped. We're still prophesying. Some just haven't never been close enough and, 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 and in tune enough to be the prophets, to be the evangelists, to be what they need to be in the house of God. Because we've been self-centered, not soul-centered. When you start focusing on God, you become more aware of the souls that are lost. It amazes me. I talked to a man. I, I, I met him, traveled, traveled to meet him and found out he did singles conferences, did marriage conferences, talked to him, spent an hour and a half speaking to him. I've tried four times. I gave him my card. I said, man, I really, I, I need this. I want to bring you in. I'll bring you in for a singles conference, and then I'm going to bring you in for a marriage conference. I said, you come highly recommended. Calendar's not full, but he comes highly recommended. So I said, I need you. Four times I've tried to get a hold of this guy. I even called his boss that he works for in the church. Are we self-centered or soul-centered? Singles need Jesus. Singles need to know it's okay to be single. Married couples need to know that you need to work on that marriage day in and day out to make it right, to keep unity in the home, to love her and to love him and to love unconditionally. We need to understand that we need Jesus and the Holy Ghost. We need not be so preoccupied that we can't do ministry. We just need to pray. And we must begin to witness. As His people, we must come to church expecting it to happen. Bible says, "Your old men shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions." I, I, I want to thank God for the leadership God has given us thus far in these past through, year, through these past years. I thank God for old men, and I don't say that to be disrespectful to our bishop, but I thank God for old men that have stayed the course. Amen. I thank God for seasoned men and women of God, elders in the church that have stayed focused, that have not walked away from God, that have that have had a true testimony. I thank God for the elders that and the older pastors and bishops that have preached the truth and planted the dream of revival in our hearts i'm thankful for them i'm i I also want to thank god for the young men and women sitting in the pews today that have a vision for revival even though they go through the valleys with me they still have a vision that somebody's going to be saved. Amen. I thank God for our elders, and I thank God for the young men and the young women. I, I want them to keep dreaming. I want them to keep having visions. I want them, because Jesus is coming back real soon, I want them to be on fire for God. He wants to do miracles in our midst, and he wants to do signs and wonders in our church. Amen. In Joel 2, 32, it was going to get to the point around here that it doesn't matter who walks in the door with whatever sins or problems my Bible says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And and we need to understand that people need deliverance today. I was talking to somebody the other night. In, in um about being molested and raped. And um they're they're educated. And so sometimes education authority and spiritual deliverance. And it doesn't, you know, sometimes the the Knowledge in the books from college—they never ever come to the spiritual side. It's always worked on the mental problem. Well, God can heal your mental problem. So I tried to talk to him. I just was telling him how you're right. I, I, you know, it was it was definitely a mental issue for me because for a while I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk about. It. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't witness nobody. I didn't even let it out. My mom and dad didn't know. My wife didn't know. My children didn't know. But when God dealt with it, when God made me reveal it and deal with it and unbury it and unlock it and tear off every layer that I had covered it with and hid it away with, it began, It began. I began my healing process. I began to be able to talk about it I went straight home told my wife and then after I told my wife I told my children and then after I told my children I spent time trying to tell my parents and it took six times to be able to tell them what actually happened and they are still probably having more trouble with it than I am uh, because they feel like they're responsible for it happening because of the neighborhood we were living in but that they're not responsible it's not their fault it just happened it could happen to any of us right uh, you know it's not their fault. They were good parents. They didn't know it happened and I was not I, I was threatened not to say nothing and when you're a little kid and big people say we'll hurt you really bad and you just don't say nothing. Right. But when God but God. God delivered me. God healed this mind. God healed me to where I'm not a fear. I have no fear to talk to you about how it happened. I can still smell the smell. It doesn't affect me anymore. It doesn't make me weirded out. It, it, now that I talk about it, I know I see both their faces. I know who they are. And the person said, well, don't you want revenge? No. God healed me. And he told me that if, that if they asked for repentance, I would forgive them. And I said, well, and God dealt with me and said, I had to forgive them. And I was able to forgive them for what they did. Only Jesus can do that. And we have to get to the place that we are able to ask God to heal our minds and understand, yes, there is a point where psychology and and all that does come into play. But the Holy Ghost, it does a, a great work in people if they will allow the Holy Ghost to do the work. Could have, we need the Holy Ghost Church. We need the Lord. We need to be expecting God to happen and move in our lives and in our church every day of the hour. Uh, who knows? I, 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 just, I just believe something's going to happen. I believe God's going to move. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to fall. The dictionary says, says it this way, that when they had gathered in the same location, and this is talking about the togetherness, all together, right? The original writing said it, it this way. They were all together together. And in the Greek, uh, the Greek, the dictionary says it this way. When they had gathered in the same location and of uh, were for one another, suddenly out of heaven the sound came. Uh, God can't move until we are one for another. Right? That means no more judging. Leave the judging up to the Lord. Though I'm not... I, I know as a pastor, I'm going to talk to you about being unfaithful. But as a saint, you shouldn't worry about that. You should just pray for pray for the unfaithful, right? The pastor has the right, he has the authority to talk about your unfaithfulness, but the, the sheep do not have the authority to talk about unfaithfulness, okay? So when someone comes, you don't go, man, brother, what's going on with you? I know we're supposed to be our brother's keeper, but there, you've got to be careful how you how you handle things. There's a right way to do it. I found that, man, I miss you. I just want you to know I've been missing you. You know that? I've been missing you. It's good to see you, right? That, that starts to, that starts to mind saying, man, I, okay, well, at least he didn't call me out, right? He's letting me know he cares enough because he's seen me, and now he said, hey, man, and, and I, I know everybody's afraid to hug now in this day, but i'm a hugger still if i get it i get it if i don't i don't but you know i'm going to be a i know i know the church don't want to hug for cause of COVID. but let me say this we need we need to pray for one another and we need to expect to see god move the holy ghost is real and the holy ghost is alive and there is great things happening. and i'm not near closing come on y'all better come i'll keep going Here's what the Bible says in John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I have given unto you that ye love one another as I loved you. Now, this is a word of wisdom to all of us, to me. The new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another even when you don't deserve loving. Right? This is my commandment. That you love one another. As I. Why? Because He loved me in my mess. He loved me when I did not faithfully pray. He loved me when I had bad thoughts. He loved me when I was, what do they call it when you're, I call it gritting. I don't know if that's the right word when you're gritting. Yeah. Yeah, when you look hard at people. What is it? Searing. Searing. Sneering, okay, that might be the word, I don't know. Whatever the word is, you might, get eye, you might get that dirty stink eye. I call it a stink eye too. When you get the stink eye from me, you know. <laughs> hmm. but, but, but he said, love one another as I have loved you in all your mess, all your mistakes, every fault you have, that ye also love one another. We all have faults, we all are messed up. We're all trying to make it into the kingdom of God, but we need the Holy Ghost to continue to walk. Amen. Romans 12.10 10 said, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor of uh, 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 preferring one another. Galatians 5.13 said, By love, serve one another, for all the law is fulfilled in it. One word, even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I'm going close All I know today for sure is God has promised the Holy Ghost to everyone, and he promised that in the latter rain the outpouring of the Holy Ghost would be greater than the former. He said he would save our families, I believe that. I believe he's going to save our lost loved ones. I believe he's going to save. I believe it's going to happen. I believe that the church, I, I do believe that we will. My sister has, has and I don't say this um, in a puff up, puff her up, but she has, God has given her a vision that the church would have to go to two to three services. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You know, even the backsliders, that if the backsliders came back from this whole area that have attended from the time the bishop came here if they're still some of them are not alive anymore but but from from some most of the time of his pastoring if they were to come back the church would be so full we would have to do over uh overflow rooms and and as That happens, and people see their return. This is what I believe. I believe everyone that has ever seen their lifestyle will see a difference. And they will wonder what happened. How did that transformation happen? And they're going to go, let me tell you about the Lord. Let me tell you about the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. And in the death, burial, and resurrection, there is repentance. There is baptism in Jesus' name, being buried with the Lord. The Holy Ghost is being uh, resurrected from your old man to your new man with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The word Pentecost symbolizes a time of opportunity for souls to be saved. It's an appointed time for God, and he will test us and deliver us from all our sins if we will allow him. Revelations 14, 15 said, For the time has come for there, is there thee to reap, for the harvest is harvest of the earth is ripe. I believe God is doing doing and ready to plant. I believe seeds have already been planted for those of us that have prayed for our loved ones. I believe the seed is about to start coming and breaking through the soil. We started some of our gardens with just seeds. And I can show you pictures. Those seeds were buried anywhere from whatever that is, an inch or below the ground. Between his watering and the the watering that we have done, they're now bringing to full fruition. And I believe that if we have prayed for our loved ones and our family, I believe that seed was planted. And I believe we need to continue to pray because that brings the rain. That brings the watering. And I believe that God is going to do miracles in our family's life. I believe that children are going to come back to the house of God. Now, whether it's in this area, wherever they are, they may be in Michigan, uh, Washington State. They may be in Florida. They may be all over the world. They may even be overseas. But what I believe, they're going to come back to, to truth. Stand with me. I believe they're coming back. I believe, that God has, I believe that God has used the Holy Ghost for us to see his glory and his power in these last days. I know that they had great moves in the earlier days of, uh, the apostolic movement, but these latter days are going to be greater than those former days. We're going to see blinded eyes open. We're going to see deaf ears open. We're going to see crippledness restored. We're going to see people rising up. We're going to see dead people being raised up. Amen. I believe that in Jesus' name. You're going to walk into a loved one, and they're going to be dead on the hospital bed, and I'm prophesying you're going to be the only one that can call on the name of the Lord. You're the only one that knows the true physician that you will be able to go in and lay hands on them and, and use the name that's above every name by the authority of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak life, In Jesus' name. And all of a sudden you're going to see, you're going to hear a, (coughs) and life is going to come back in Jesus' name. Everyone needs a refreshing. Everyone needs to repent and be right with God. And of course we repented in our, uh, doing our communion. And I, I just pray that at some point you'll respond to the Lord today. Let something that was said penetrate your heart. If, if you ever feel like you've been distant from God, ask God to help you to not be distant anymore. If you, feel like, if you ever feel like you've sent prayers up and they've just come back, that tells me my relationship somewhere has been fragmented and I need to get my relationship right again. Because you don't, when, you, when you're in tune and, and you've got that relationship, you'll never feel the prayer come back. It's only when I'm lukewarm or I'm not right with God that when I feel, I feel my prayer come back. Now, it may not. I'm just telling you how I feel when I have prayed. I've prayed when I haven't been where I need to be in the Lord, in the Holy Ghost. I've not prayed like I should every day. I've not read my word like I should every day. And there's days that when I pray, I feel like he sent them back to me. I don't know that he does. There's no scripture to back that up. It's just me. But if you've ever experienced that, what, what, I, what I feel he was telling me is, son, I'm here to answer your prayer. But I can't have you just coming to me. I'm a jealous God. I don't, I don't look for you to only come to me when you need me. I'm looking for you to be here every moment of your life. There are days that I drive down the road and I just thank God. You've got to get to the place you're constantly, your mind is constantly on Jesus. I can work and say, thank you, Jesus. I can work, I can write and say, thank you, Jesus. I can drive and I can say, thank you, Jesus. I can cut grass and I can say, thank you, Jesus. I can paint and I can say, God, you've been a good God to me. You've been too good to me for me to turn back now. God, forgive me for any, any lackness that I've had, any, any lukewarmness in me, God. Forgive me, God, because you've been way too good for me. The cost for my soul of the cross that you went to for me so that the Holy Ghost could come back for me. I need you. I need you, Lord. Lord, I need you. After the altar call, let me say this. I'm going to give an altar call, but after the altar call, I have some sweets. Uh, They'll try to make sure everybody gets something. Um, I went to the bakery yesterday, just wanted to. But here's where I'm at. I want the Lord to do do something in us. The ones online, I'm going to ask you to get down on your knees and begin to seek the face of God. Here's what I'll tell you. I I can tell you that when I'm not in the house of God and I'm not amongst my brothers and my sisters, I can feel the difference. So we're going to try to pull you in at, at your home. The church begins to come to the front we want you to begin to kneel because we want you to experience Pentecost again. I believe the church needs to experience Pentecost again. I believe we need to experience it again. We need the refreshing. We need the renewing. We need the restoration of God's Spirit in us. I can't be what I need to be in the kingdom of God without His Spirit in me. I'm inviting you to the front. If you feel uncomfortable coming, I understand. So we're in the last days, whatever that last day looks like. I want my family saved. I want my children saved. I want your loved ones saved. I want your children saved. I want your husband saved. God, this is not about tradition. This is not about tradition. This is about you, Lord. This is about you being in my life, Lord God, and Lord, my life representing you and resonating your spirit, your word, your presence in me. I need you more than anything, Lord. I need you more than anything. My family needs you more than anything today, Lord God. That's it. I speak healing in my sister in Jesus' name. I pray healing in her legs, in her knees, wherever the problem is that god in the name of the lord jesus christ i speak healing silver and gold have i not but what i have i give unto thee be thou healed in jesus name be thou healed in jesus name father you're a healer you're a way maker touch the body let there be a restoration in the church lord god Those that don't have the Holy Ghost, let them receive the Holy Ghost today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Just wrap your arms around us, Lord God. Let us experience your power and your glory, Lord God.